Here we are. Week three. Hot tape summer. Chuck and Dale. Spider and Bat. Last episode. Last episode before the last episode, Chuck. Penultimate. It's hot. It's been hot. It's We're, getting hot. Yeah. I think England is uh, melting into the sea as we speak. It's funny when we both hit record, our we were like both leaning up against the wall, like Tony in Total Recall, like they shut the uh, like the air machines off and the fans. Oh yeah, and we're just in. Adder, uh, Adder. We're just in Mutant Town. I'm just I'm staring at those three boobs across the room while the oxygen depletes from my brain. The blood in my brain. What a way to go, though. Yeah. If you're going to go, go on Mars. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, my voice voice went up again. I'm I'm trying to keep it. We we broke broke, uh, kayfabe. Is that what we did? Chuck, you know wrestling better than I. That's the only wrestling term I know. I know shoot. I know kayfabe. People in the audience just throwing their their, uh, Coca-Cola-flavored Slurpees at their dashboards right now because we're trying to talk wrestling. Look, if if any if any godforsaken podcast on earth has listeners that are holding a Coca Cola Cherry Slurpee in their car right now, it's our podcast for sure. That's what I would be doing. Would you always opt for the Coca Cola flavor? Man, I don't. I know. always would. It's been a long time. I think I would. Yeah. No, no, no. I was a cherry boy. Cherry, yeah. cherry boy. I was a cherry boy unless there was Coca-Cola. Really? And I always got Coca-Cola. Because I, I, for some reason, I thought it was the coolest thing that yeah. Coca-Cola scientifically would be slushed up for our consu- cons- consuming faces. I also do remember the tail end of my Slurpee days, maybe going in for some of that Mountain Dew. Because I think that came in like right at the tail end before I aged out of it. Or yeah. whatever I did. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> or I didn't possible. frequent wherever Slurpees were anymore. <laughs> but yeah, man, Mountain Dew Slurpees. Yeah, my God. High, hot wired, I bet. I'm a real live wire. But now I'm, you know, I'm so much of a grown-up that I can't, like, the only thing I can think about when when I would think about having Slurpees is the thick mucus I would have after consuming a Slurpee. What is that? What is that? It's like is not it refreshing. Is it the sugar, like a buildup of sugar, sugar, like syrup in your... It's a buildup of dehydration because, you know, whatever you just imbibed was not hydrating you. It's just caro syrup. I don't know. I just imagine my whole body coated in caro syrup and the Mm. insides of my body as well. And you're just throwing your clothes away because you can't (laughs) come back from that. This week on Bat and Spider, we watched... We watched the movie called Sledgehammer Sledge. from 1983, and friend of the show, Corey, once the impromptu food fight broke out, I couldn't wait for every last one of them to get hammered into bloody heaps of mangled flesh. That's Sadly, it. a couple that's, of them lived. That's it. That's it. There we go. That's it. Let's get to the emails. What do you want to talk about, Dale? Believe it or not, I got to watch the movies this week, uh, which... Doesn't seem to happen very much, right. but here I am. Right. I, um, wow. Two of these movies came out in 1970, and the third one was 1972. So I was in a mode. But I dug back in. I was, mm, I wanted some folk horror back in my life. So I dug back into that box set. Oh, I watched Robin Redbreast. Dude, yes. Which was another play for today, BBC Jam. Um, and this, you know, it had the classic sort of like girl goes to the country. She, she goes, she like, she doesn't divorce her. They weren't married. She like leaves her boyfriend and you know, her life's a mess. So she like takes some time. 
she has this cottage out in the, in, in the country. She's like, I'm going to live there for a while. But she's like super oh, London lady. Right. Uh, so she gets there and it's just meeting all the characters and it's like a totally different world. And there's no privacy because everyone in town knows everyone. You know, she has no secrets. And and it's just this like, you. Just, it's the whole thing is just this encroaching. Like, you know, there's a conspiracy or at least you think there is against this woman and you're not sure what. But all these characters, you know, they're up to something. And it, it gets pretty hardcore. I'll just tell you, they they managed to get, they they match her up with this kind of boy idiot, this man idiot, man boy. Yeah. Uh, he ends up impregnating her. Oh, my God. And, uh, but it all has to do with, you know, the old gods and uh, having a good harvest. Holy uh, shit. So. <laughs> so, it but was it, like, uh, it was... Uh, Oh God! Yeah, it was. It's so. super. It's super not gory or any. It's all about people, just the small interactions of people in a small town. It's really good. I, I really liked it a lot. Um, God, that, that's hard hitting critique right there. I liked it a lot. Video but, nasty. Thank you. Thanks, Dark. Thank you. But yeah, these play for today's. They never. I watched another one. I think was a play for today as well. This one was uh, A Warning to the Curious, which is an adaptation of an M.R. James story. Um, I think this was one of the people in England, they, they always say these were, they always have one of these play for today's, it's like an English or a Christmas special, like that's usually a, a haunted Christmas thing mm-hmm. that they would do every year. And this was, I think, oh. the second one. This was amazing. This was so simple, but very affecting. It's about a guy in the, I think it's the 20s or 30s, there's a, oh, it must have been during the Depression, because he, like, he gets laid off as a, he's a clerk in a law office. He go, But he's an amateur uh, archaeologist, so he heads up to the coast, uh, Norfolk, because he read about uh, an old legend that there were three Anglo-Saxon king, three Anglo-Saxon sings um, buried their crowns in the sand. To ward off uh, foreign invaders, and as long as one of those crowns were in the ground, there would be no foreign invaders on Eng- on English soil or whatever. Wow. Um. One was uh, one crown was reportedly dug up and looted. One was washed out to sea, but it, the legend said there was one more in the ground. <gasps> so this guy loses his job, and he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna take the train up there with my shovel." <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool. Simple he just like he kind of like. Works his way, talking to people in the town, trying to gather information, and finally he finds the spot where he thinks it is. He fucking finds it. But the problem is, he's immediately haunted by a ghost the whole time he has this crown in his possession, and he can't. Yeah. It's it's like 50 minutes long. It is so good. 15 or 50? 50. 50. Okay. Wow. It's so good. It's, it's uh, most of these things you can find on YouTube because they're not, they're hard to, they're kind of hard to find, but, uh, and I, I, I managed to watch one more movie. I watched the Dunwich Horror, Dale. Oh, that's a pretty famous one, right? Yeah. Um, like it's for, why do we know the name, the Dunwich Horror? Like I have no, yeah. I knew the name. Yeah. I have no idea I, why. I don't know anyone who's watched it. <laughs> Is it like based on an, uh, like a public domain story it's, at this um, point? I think it's a, uh, who's the guy with the, um, the author from Providence who did all the, what do you call it? Oh, uh, Lovecraft. Lovecraft. I think it's a Lovecraft story. Holy crap, Dale. You got to watch this movie just for Dean Stockwell's performance. Cause he plays this like, like obsessed, like his family is, uh, he, he comes from a long line of people obsessed with the occult and. Mm-hmm. The idea that there were other beings on Earth before humans, and he's obsessed with bringing those beings back because they're going to rule the Earth once more and destroy all humankind. Um, but he just plays this like he gave me like Doctor, like actual Doctor Strange vibes, like just this very odd, curious performance. And he he did have some powers over people, like he he oh. could kind of manipulate people, which they like they don't really expand on it, but he would like do certain things and like make people like walk in a direction. Like he would like nod at something and the person would walk, which was a really cool aspect to it. It's 
there's it's not i didn't love this movie it it it's it's a little bit long and mm-hmm. what the effects are cool for the time like the, the there's a beast with you know like a that's just a one of these monsters is like a uh, is like locked in a room the whole time and it's mm-hmm. like a tentacle head <laughs> thing that's yeah. done really well um it's, it look, i think that's on the movie post the movie posters yeah but it like it doesn't look anything like it it's mm. it's all done with super primary colors like anytime you see that it's like flashes of red and yellow okay. and blue like just like it's really you know late 60s um sort of psychedelia uh influenced effects um but it's a it's a fun watch it's it's Ed Bagley, I guess that's Ed Bagley Jr.'s dad, isn't it? Um, oh, and Talia Shire's in it, which I was swooning. Oh, wow. Okay. For like the five minutes she's on screen. I love Talia Shire. Um, but yeah. And, oh, and the, the the house that's like the set in here is really beautiful. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah, it's like the, it's got the Necro- Necronomicon in it. I'm not, I'm doing a terrible job explaining this movie, but um <laughs> It, it needed, I wanted, I think I wanted someone to rewrite this because it, it just felt like it was so much good stuff in it, but like mm. a lot of the, the, I don't know, like the delivery of everything was just not fun. <laughs> not as fun as it should have been. Right. Um, but it, on that same aspect, it was, it was cool because it was very matter of fact with everything. Um, it was just like, yeah, here's my. Let's go in the back. Let's take a walk in the backyard and look at this, um, like, satanic altar that's been here for who knows how yeah. long in, in on the coast of California. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. And the other weird aspect to this is it's basically a first date. And Wow. And it, it, it but it's also horrible because Dean Stockwell's, like, he's drugging his date the whole time to, like, make her do what he, what he wants. <laughs> Jeez. Because he can, he knows she's a, a virgin. He can smell it on her. Oh so he, man, he needs he needs her for his ceremony. The, there's all kinds of uh, yeah. fingers in this in movie. Yeah. yeah, all kinds of uh, layers. <laughs> but oh, yeah, it, it, I think you would like it. Actually, it's it's definitely a Dale movie. Okay, I wished we were holding hands while I was watching it. Dale, can you see the sweat glistening on my skin? Help me, do This week, Chuck, we watched a movie from 1983 called Sledgehammer, directed by David Pryor, starring Ted Pryor. Chuck, you want to elaborate on what Sledgehammer is and how the Pryor brothers uh, factor into such a movie? Yeah, so the Pryor brothers, they, I, I think David or whoever, he loved going to the gym. He was a well built man. Maybe still is. I don't know if he's it's Ted. He's still Ted. Yeah. So he goes to the gym and hires all his buddies to be in this movie that they're going to shoot on video. Uh, and this is a few years after Friday the Thirteenth, so they're like, "Hey, let's just get a bunch of young people to party uh, uh, in a cabin in the mountains and have um, a killer, uh, and we'll pick a weapon of choice that will be a sledgehammer." Not. I have some issues with picking a, a sledgehammer as your weapon. To murder people um, seems impractical, but this is what they did. Uh, so it's a bunch of kids. They want to get drunk. They're all the men are horny. Um, one of the w- women is horny, and her man is not horny, and <laughs> they all start getting off. <laughs> right, and there's a really really sad um, tale yeah. of the the killer's uh, origin. Yeah, for um, sure. Man, some, tri- some intense child abuse, which they make us watch twice. The prior boys, they were like, "Let's turn it on. Let's turn the formula yeah, on its I, head. Yeah. Let's yeah. make mommy bad." Ted Pryor, our main actor, Chuck. Um, mm-hmm. He was married to. Did you get this far into the wiki? No. He was married to American Gladiator Zap. Oh my god! Yeah. So six degrees of, of wow. amazingness right there. Wow. Was that um, the uh deaf gladiator? Wasn't there one of the gladiators that was deaf? Oh yeah, I think I think there was. I don't know if she was the one. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why I remember that. 
Um, man. God, what? Yeah. what a, can I just? That was a great movie description that I just did, right? It not was. meandering at all. Not there. Are no asides. I stuck. You know, right? There's no like heat anger fueling <laughs> your your synopsis in this one. There's no chair discomfort. It's just it was pure vanilla yeah. movie synop. <laughs> synop <Pure> vanilla. <laughs> Dale, what, 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 how'd this hit you? How'd the sledgehammer hit you? Man, you know, I'm, okay. Here, after the, the awful opening with the poor kid getting locked in the closet, so yeah. two, two cheating fornicators can, like how <laughs> nasty horny for, to get to start to suck on a man do you have to be <laughs> to lock your kid in a closet? So what like she couldn't get him inside of her mouth fast <laughs> enough. Like she also to she like, might as well tie a cinder block to his leg and throw him in the lake <laughs> because she needed his meat. And also to be able to like switch modes, like to go from abusing oh, like, your oh my god your yeah. actual child <laughs> to being the horniest person on the planet. Oh my god, yeah, that's a hard curve to make. That and is a how huge yeah. turnaround. And how black hearted does the does the other person reciprocating these feelings have to be oh to, to be to just sit in the next room while it happens and he's he rem, he yeah. his stiff remains stiff. <laughs> he's sitting there you know? drinking his drink while he listens to child abuse in the next room. Right. And he's like kegling his muscles to keep his leaner <laughs> at at mat at full. Yeah. It's just like it's he's fighting against the uh the denim, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> right. but it's, you know, it's helping him, you know, it's like, yeah, something yeah. for him to focus on. Right. While he's waiting. And then when he stood up to greet her, I mean, it was like he had a woman's, <laughs> did you see this woman's gown on? Like it had like the robe had like this belt with it that he was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was but, like, uh, is this sexy enough for you? Uh, yeah, as, as yeah, she's yeah. displaying her her nightgown, right? Her as her palms still red from grabbing the collar of the boy's shirt, <laughs> and um, he's just like, <laughs> it's, I. It's such the line delivery was great. There's such a huge pause after she asks if this is sexy enough, and he's <laughs> it's just a huge pause, and he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <clears throat> I took one note for this movie, but it doesn't happen until later on. Um, but then our, you know, our main gaggle of of friends show up, <laughs> and man, like you can, so you can clearly tell that there was no script for this movie, or the script, like half pages of the script were improvised party scene. Yeah, on they had, location. I mean. They had like 10 pages maybe of script, but yeah. And the- uh, We should I, say, sorry, this is 10 years later, we should say. T t 10 years later, a group of friends get dropped off at this cabin house that the boy was died in and to party. And then the mechanic takes their van to work on their van. So the van's out of the, you know, they can't- Man, that was, uh, that was, that mechanic was doing some heavy lifting there. Like they didn't bother setting anything up. They- they just, I know. Oh, we'll just put the mechanic in the driver's seat out yeah. in the middle of nowhere. I don't know how he got there, but he's like, okay, I'm going to have this transmission. Oh, he said some horrible <laughs> comparing yeah, yeah, the was... transmission to sex somehow. I'll yeah. have this back, you know, over the weekend. It'll be great. <laughs> A lot of work done in that. Like the amount of time they spent on other scenes uh, where nothing happens, they could have, um, Mm -hmm. They could have expanded the uh, the whole journey of getting the van out of the picture. Yeah, Sorry. because no, because it's because I'm a so as soon as you're introduced to these characters and they're unloading their van to 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 go live in this cabin in this house. Yeah. It's not a cabin in this house for the weekend. There's there was two takes. There should have been two takes. It was only a one take. <laughs> <laughs> but the first take is like, all right, guys, we need to improvise. You guys unloading the van, 
like normal human beings would, right? <laughs> and then they they take this take, and that's the take we see on the in the camera. And then the director, brother of Ted Pryor, David Pryor, should have yelled "cut" and said, "Okay, we're gonna do it again." But but this time, don't act like 10-year-olds who know there's a camera pointing in, in their face. Because they this is all they act like the whole movie. It's like, who it's, acts like this? It's insane. Unloading, unloading a van. Unloading the van was a shot across our bowels, Dale. It was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. If, the, if the child abuse wasn't enough, here is a five-minute scene of, yes, adults acting like 10-year-olds unloading a van. It's just a weekend trip. The amount of stuff they took out of that van was like. Right. It was like they were taking like the cushions of the van out. I, I think I saw cushions flying around. And everything they took out of the van, they threw into that guy's face. <laughs> like how it got old. I know. Just everybody grab something on your way out of the van, orderly fashion into the house. Don't throw it in a pile. They're throwing it at each other. Like, just don't be fucking idiots. And it's clear. It's clear they're not 19. Even in 1983 no. standards. They're, There's they're no 19-year-olds with, like, necks and pecs that big. Right, yeah. And a huge, like, trimmed, massive beard. Like, I don't care who you are. Right. They're 28 years old minimum. And yeah. they and the, it's not like the movie makes an allusion to they ju- they're on spring break or something. Like they're, they, you know, their gym is getting their, the floors redone for the weekend. There, so there had to be a gym involved in the, oh yeah. How these people knew each other. There had to be a gym involved. Yeah. And from then on, every scene with this group of people, they just don't act like humans to interact with each other ever. Yeah. Yeah. If you thought. It's so bewildering. If you thought the chaos of unloading a van was unbelievable, <laughs> just wait till we get to the party scene. And the director says, all right, guys, just act like you're at a party, I guess. I guess Which yeah, means right. everyone just scream, pour beer all over yourself, and just say some lewd stuff, and just keep going for five minutes. Right. I don't know. Yeah. This is going to be just, one take, guys. <laughs> Right, this is going to be one take. This is all we got. Got a lot uh, of they, ground so to cover. Once again, may, and maybe there should have been another take, and he said, you know what? Don't ruin the house <laughs> during know. these scenes. I did notice they had some sheets over all the uh, the couches and chairs. And I was like, uh, oh my I God. I think they were trying to protect. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's probably the chaos true. They were, yeah. I mean, no, like... I just couldn't buy what they were selling with like dousing themselves in like hard alcohol. They're like pouring it over their heads. Like it's yeah. not, it's not like the alpha beta, uh, like college party in revenge of the nerds. It's like they're in this shit house. Yeah. And like, there's, there's six of them. Yeah. And you're all, I mean, and all of there's them no are radio, like, there's no music. They're trying to get lucky and it's like, what, you're just going to like pour your, pour beer all over yourself and just like sit in it. Like this is yeah. not cool. This sucks. I mean, not to mention the food fight they have later. Another, uh, another masterpiece of one take <laughs> filmmaking. That's the one note I took. He rubbed mustard in my hair. Uh, everybody rubbed everything in everybody's hair during that scene. So pissed. It was so fucking disgusting. Uh, was that was that Chuck that rubbed the mustard in her hair? Her boyfriend, or was it? Yeah, I, he uh, seemed to be the uh, the aggressor. This guy for and a it, lot it, of things. Was he a, a? He was a prior. He was Ted Pryor, right? Chuck. Man, I I that that was another uncomfortable thing for me personally was the amount of times people said my name on screen this is very it's not right you know you don't watch a lot of movies you know my name's not mike you know i don't get i don't often get that so it's a little it can be a little jarring but especially just watching this meathead with the name chuck i was like yeah that's probably what people think of me when they hear my name right (laughs) with his weird like every time the camera hit his face he had like a weird different cheek shadow like never once was his 
jawline the same as any other time. Totally. Any other. It was so weird. He kept morphing into a different person. <laughs> he did, yeah. yeah. With a different neckline, like a jawline and gaunt cheek, like. <laughs> yeah. And then when in. he did the seance, he like totally changed. He was different in that. Yeah. Skeleton man. So they do a seance because Chuck tells a story about how this little boy wait, died wait, wait, in the wait, closet. Wait, 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 I got to back up. I got to back okay, up because we skipped a very important scene. Um, now, we should say, we're going hard on this movie. Uh, we didn't plan this, but there are, they did try and put some drama in here, some, some, something other than surface level stuff. So they, they try to have some relationship dynamics. So we've got Chuck and his girlfriend, I think Joni. Now, Chuck, I guess, asked her to marry her, but now he's getting all wishy-washy because the date's coming up. So, they're, they've got some tension there. Mm. So, when they first get to the cabin, they have an argument. And Chuck is just being such a baby. Being like, can't we just have fun? Can't we just forget about it the weekend? Can we just have fun? And he, like, playfully pulls her hair back and, like, jerks yeah. her head back while laughing. <laughs> and she's just, like, into it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's- Okay. But after this, like, uncomfortable, like, scene where they kind of make up and agree to just party the weekend and not think about it. Right. We get, I don't know, Dale, was this a five-minute long slow motion <laughs> ro- romance like, shot of oh them walking across the God. yard? <laughs> this movie is an hour and 17 minutes as it is. You Man, take that were- out of the movie? They were pulling that taffy dale. They were. They had to stretch it. They, <laughs> yeah, the they distributor were... told them, "You need to make it at least an hour and twenty, or I'm not paying you five hundred bucks or whatever." They were paying them. Right. Yeah. No. If you get an hour twenty, I can sell this thing. That's yeah. what you know. The, yeah, exactly. Uh, the producer with the rings is telling yeah. them. So Ted and uh, IP freely went back into the editing room. Right. And uh, got some of that that footage back out that they cut. And You're location right. scout Mike <laughs> Hunt. <laughs> yeah, Mike Hunt. Thanks, Mike. It'll put this back in, you know? Yeah. Gotta put all this stuff back in that we shot. Maybe stretch it know, out. And hey, can hey, can we make the scene slow motion so we can play this whole uh romantic track that we have here? Romance we got, song? You know, we got this track guitar. laying around. We might as yeah. well use it. It's like five minutes long. Let's use it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so let's show the love between Chuck and Joni, please. It's there's there's the best spot to establish, and and it totally makes sense for the ending. Yeah, we have this shot David. of them walk of just walking across the yard together. It's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, uh, okay, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Travis. Post, yeah, post. Uh, I guess post food fight and some other stuff. Oh, they also establish one of the other couples. The guy who he's he's what he another uh, John Oates looking guy. This guy. Oh yeah. They go through great pains to establish that he is nervous about having sex with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend wants it. She wants it. Yeah, dude. She's she is literally willing to overlook the yeah. man licking the woman's face next to her. <laughs> God. So she can get upstairs because this is the perfect environment. Yeah. To just honk on Bobo. <laughs> and, and they go through great lengths to show this guy is like, they just keep hinting at it. We never learn why he uh, doesn't want to or is nervous about it. It's uh, it's one of the great mysteries this movie um, leads on. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So then there's a, Dale, there's a seance. I, I really interrupted you. Let's talk about Chuck's seance. Oh yeah, no, Chuck. So Chuck tells the, the household that there, uh, you know, a boy was murdered because of an abusive mother 10 years ago. Let's have a seance. Yeah. And, uh, they have a seance where one of the friends hooks up sound effects to make it a little more spooky. Mm-hmm. During this seance, a key thing happens. The closet where the little boy was locked in unlocks. Wow. And, you know, they definitely didn't mean for that to happen, but this is where it's all... I mean, this is like 50 minutes into the movie now. Like 45 <laughs> minutes of slow-mo, chin, jawline shots, and <laughs> like anim- animals dumping beer on themselves and licking <laughs> licking faces. Uh, it's time to get down to business. Yeah. 
The, the, and the, the movie's starting now. Get ready. Hold on to your pants. The movie's finally starting, yes. Yeah. And sl- the, the sledgehammer himself can get to work, sometimes using a sledgehammer, sometimes using other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man was like, had like, right, Chuck, when I say this, he had a condition. I mean, his tallness was a condition. <laughs> like, oh, the, when, the killer. The killer, yeah. His at standing in that hallway, his hand, the bottom of his hands was like two inches above any doorknob in that hallway. That's yeah. That is a condition. <laughs> Again, another guy from the gym, I believe. He probably had to wear like specially made shoes. One one where the the uh, the sole was like three inches tall, and the other shoe had like one inch tall sole, but like a mm. high heel in the back of it. You just yeah. know this poor dude was in like a running for Ripley's, believe it or not. But you know, he, every day of his life was just he lived in pain, probably because of his tallness. <laughs> Now, God, yeah, this poor guy. And also, was like, there was an aspect where, I, like, I kept thinking the actor kept changing of the killer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. There was only one name associated to the killer in the movie, but it's probably I don't a fake know. name. I was a little feeling a little fishy about it. Yeah, but um, I'm glad you brought up the hallway, Dale, because the hallway that the hallway is half this movie is this hall this upstairs. You hallway. got you got sick of that hallway too. Oh my God! Because I, they I were treating like, it. They were treating it like it was a, a a hallway in a great castle in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> I know, like when, every like the Scoob, Scoob and the gang were going to run between <laughs> these open yeah. doors. No. Oh, and I mean, everyone was very good about closing doors. By the way, <laughs> if you left a door open, oh there was going to be hell to pay on this set. But yeah. this, ha- but yeah, it's not like oh, guy. Uh, Ted Pryor, you showed us a five-minute shot of the exterior of this house. We know how big it is. It's, yeah, right. It's tiny. You made us stare at it for five minutes after the uh, the the prologue of the movie. Yeah, and I like it was so long. That shot was so long. I was like, I was like, is this, is there is there a joke coming? Like I was like, there's a joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long shot. Right. Because the end. I mean the uh, the end credits are just as long, and that's the joke. There's a joke. There's jokes all in there. So <laughs> a lot of jokes. Yeah, jokes on us. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, yeah. This this hallway, Dale, and it was the smallest hallway. Oh my, like, it was it was thirteen feet max. <laughs> How did and, they even and, fit? I mean, thank God it was a video camera because they wouldn't have been able to fit <laughs> much equipment in there. And that's why. You know, just a bare light bulb hanging from the ceiling was the only light source for many of these shots in mm-hmm. the hallway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, luckily, they put like a hundred watt bulb in the the socket to really light that sucker up. You know. <laughs> but yeah, that the shot of the hallway, and then the shot where you're like, I guess, in the living room, and you're look, you're like you're looking at the entrance to the hallway. Those two scene, those two locations were three quarters of this movie, and I was like, "I'm sick. I'm sick of you trying to paint the picture that there's a there's a chance in hell that yeah, like, they... if 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 somebody's getting murdered with a sledgehammer or a knife through the <laughs> neck, it's ten feet down the hallway. I know. There's no the... way these people aren't hearing." <laughs> The amount of times that people were oblivious to murder or like anything loud happening or like anything not even that loud. Cause like, yeah, it was like they were, they just failed so bad at like, yeah, making this feel like a bigger house than it was. Right. right. I mean, uh, what the movie, we hallucinations. I mean, you could get lost in that house just by the yeah. sheer like yeah. amount of clutter and it, how lived in it was. Yeah. That was a that was another thing. Like that hallway was just a white hallway. Like there was yes. nothing on yeah, the wall. Yeah, it was stark white. Yeah, it almost made me feel like they built that as a set somewhere, and it wasn't even in the house. That's a good point because it was and they terrible. got the scale wrong because it was like <laughs> yeah they, did they built it for uh, I don't know dolls. <laughs> Maybe that's what they did because they wanted the killer to look so big. Yeah, it's what they did in like Willy built Wonka, a right? Tiny <laughs> hallway in the. <laughs> In the uh, the producer's warehouse somewhere, that killer was f- actually five nine. It's <laughs> amazing. God, yeah, the stuff you can do with cameras, right? Um, 
So that, what? yeah, it was like, and this house, you know, clearly, you know, the only upstairs of this house in real life would be like the one room where they went to try to go have sex and then yeah. know, things happen. But yeah. Uh, oh. I mean, so people start getting offed and, um, you know, it takes like three people dead before the rest of the party figure out. Yeah, that was frustrating how long it took for uh, them to figure it out. That yeah. something, you know, that, I mean, that one guy who was missing for like 30 minutes of the movie before anyone went looking for him. Oh, yeah, I know, right? I was like, <laughs> like just because nobody's like, there's, there's because there's not a woman equivalent tugging at his nuts <laughs> the entire movie, like, because everybody's so over, over sexual because everybody needs. Yeah. Speaking loving. of over sexual, remember, speaking of that guy who, who went missing, who was like running the tape recorder, before he leaves to go operate the tape recorder and he's still in the seance room, the 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 winks that he was giving uh Ted Pryor as he was doing the seance, like and it it took me it took you a long time to figure out, oh, he was like, I'm in on this joke that we're pulling. I thought he was like coming oh. on to ted Pryor because he was like making eyes at him yeah man yeah for sure yeah i was like damn we're gonna get some uh man on man action all right yeah but um no, he was just uh playing a goof playing a goof and then you know so some of the cool aspects some of the cool aspects to this was yeah, let's be positive dale um uh, yeah i mean we tore it up but i gotta tell you you know the the killer like like transitioning between the little boy in the mask and then the full grown killer implying that you know he's he's still this little boy after all these years with a vengeance with a bloody vengeance against his mother and people you know in in authority positions but women. you know he he's, hates he's women, Dale. yeah he's yeah exactly and <laughs> and the men who you know who who uh, tempt them into locking their kids into their <laughs> closet. But, uh, you know, but he's got the strength of a, you know, of, of, of a gargantuan man. Yeah. Uh, I liked that. And I liked even that, that it was a supernatural kind of aspect to it because, you know, the, the closet unlocking by itself, like proverbially, like letting out this force. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, Chuck, like I was really down on this whole thing until I realized it was 1983 when they did this. Like as soon as I kind of like let that sink in, I was like, wow, this is 83. That's really early on. This is like the second shot on video yeah. movie basically on record. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we should always give credit to anyone who finishes a movie. Uh, that's yeah. not an easy thing to do. I never managed to make a movie, uh, no matter how much I wanted to as a kid. <laughs> Right. Um, so yeah, it's it's cool when when people manage to do it. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, what was I going to say? Shit. Um, there was a moment I, I I started going down the road because there was a moment where one of the people starting have a conversation with the little boy, <laughs> and oh, I couldn't yeah. hear a word the little boy was saying. So oh, I that was the, hilarious! It was I like turn, the climax of the movie, and I, the boy yeah. was delivering the most important two lines of the movie can't understand a god dang word he's saying i turned on closed captioning on shutter and closed oh. captioning just said mumbling <laughs> <laughs> i was like son of a bitch i'll never know that's amazing mumbling <laughs> but yeah that kid oh that poor kid he was so nervous and like mm -hmm. they had him s sitting next to that fake dead body and he's like in the the creepy mask i know just his, do your job and his dungarees <laughs> and he's like just delivering these lines as fast as possible with no <laughs> affectation at all just like yeah get, i gotta i can't wait to go home and tell my friends what i just saw um, yeah yeah that was hilarious <laughs> uh i did i did enjoy there's not a ton of effects in this but the very the when you when you see his mom and lover get killed in the beginning, there's the shot of uh, I guess it's the, the lover's head getting the sledgehammer in into the back of the head and it like splits open and that was awesome. I was like, 
that like was enough to keep me on board. I was like, all right, there's, there's, I can tell there's people who like <laughs> wanted mm-hmm. to make something cool in here. Um, even though they punished us for a lot of these scenes, but yeah, it's just like, it's just like, I wish they had, I just want, yeah, I wish there was more of a script written and I wish they didn't just show up with the idea of a lot of the scenes just being like, we're just going to figure it out when we mm-hmm. get there and guys just act like you're at a party. Like that was, that's hard to take. And I, I, I kind of feel like it was like, they were, they were nervous because they were like, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to shoot that, like doing like real improv and they just got, they got scared. They're like, it's too quiet. People aren't, you know, everyone's nervous. So everyone just act crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, they right. were probably like, that'll be better than having nervous, bad acting or like bad improv, you know? especially act nuts i don't know yeah right especially you know given their space like they probably wanted to make it seem more raucous because there's you know only six or seven of them in this stark white empty room there's no like nothing soaking up the sound (laughs) you know what i mean like so they wanted to make it probably seem like it was happy and fun instead of just cacophonous which it turned out to be but you know but they had to make they had to do something that's not they didn't have music playing at this party you know, they just had to like. No, they did. They had this... that. Uh, they had the Fisher Price record player. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was that was definitely a Fisher Price record player. Yeah, super not was. loud. That was that was a Fisher Price record player, right? Like I'm it not. Definitely crazy. was. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? I thought this yeah. played only fake records. <laughs> no, I had that thing. It worked. It worked quite well, but not huh. loud. Not for a party. Not, not for a party. You, yeah, you're not going to be. Uh, um. Yeah, so, you know, things wind up. It's the kid. I mean, it's that's the other thing. It was like, it was supposed to be a big mystery. Is like, is it the kid killing? He's, of course it's the kid. Like every, we all know that. Right. Um, or is it, you know, uh, Chuck Eastman, the uh, the manimal <laughs> who licks faces? You know, because, like, he's he's the only one in there, has a mano a mano with the killer at first, and then he comes out. Yeah, uh, alive, and then he's. I was like, "Whoa, was he doing it the whole time?" But he got stabbed in the back, and the 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 killer was really killing. Oh, that reminds me. The other awesome shot is when he turns around. When that guy, what's his name, John Eastman, I think, when he turns around, like, and they do some weird things where like the room changes, and it's like there's that there's the two dead people at the table. And then the pentagram is painted on the wall in blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was cool. I yeah. was like, all right. It, that like, was... Oh, uh, supernatural yeah. stuff. <laughs> and they're, like, not explaining it. It's, it's It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Agreed. How about um, John Oates getting that sledgehammer to the chest, though, and just dying immediately? <laughs> no, right. <laughs> that's what happens. Maybe that's why he was apprehensive yes, I about... Know. I get... Yeah, I think it could, right? I mean... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I mean, no, I think it would take longer than an instant for someone to perish like that. Unless he just like went into cardiac arrest. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's That's all I got. I did like how when John Eastman came into the room though and he helped his buddy get back into the bed. Oh, that was the other thing. No uh, no one was checking pulses. They just kept finding bodies. Yeah. Just being like, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was the like, guy. they don't even look dead. Can you just check? Uh, yeah, right. He, he like just... <laughs> he like covers the naked woman up. He's like, oh, yeah. let's give her some respect in her time. Like, yeah, she her... looked fine. Like, she looked fine. She, yeah, totally uninjured. He didn't even yeah. bother. He's just like, oh, she's dead. I'll just yeah. so respect I co- her. Yeah, I better cover her up out of respect Dignity. for the dead. <laughs> yeah. It's like no yelling for other people, no crying. No, yeah. Like, oh my God, there's two dead people in here. <laughs> Somebody help. <laughs> Somebody come in here. Ugh. And that was it. Yeah. And then he picks up uh he picks up the phantom sledgehammer and then brings it into the other room and then gets in, into an argument with Chuck and just throws it on the ground and then I don't know, I guess it disappeared or the mm-hmm. the ghost killer got it back. I don't know. Mm. There was some great fun acting, though. I mean, just like it, I pulled some audio of of John and Ted of John and Chuck arguing in that scene where they're just okay. like 
They're like, we got to do something. They're like, what are you talking about? This is crazy. <laughs> like, everyone just calm down. <laughs> like, yeah. What was Scream. the big argument? Like, they, I think the girls wanted to leave the house, which was the weirdest thing. Cause I was like, yeah, guys, leave the house. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And, and the, uh, yeah, Chuck's argument was like, you want us hiking in the dark? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> at least you put a mile between you and the killer yeah. and not a, a door, a wall. Yeah. I'd go climb a tree, you know, and sit up there all night rather than. Yeah. Stay in the living room of this tiny house. <laughs> Where the killer's a, a door away. Yeah. Maybe there's a half bath separating. You know, it's like, it's insane. Is this going to Scooby-Doo out any yeah. any doorway in this place? Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's like, what, 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 in the dark? We dark. get lost. We don't know where we're going. Get out Good of pay. there, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to stick together. So then they, like, he wins the argument, of course, because, you know, you can't light the outside. Yeah. Dummy. Oh, and how about when Chuck tries to fight the little boy and it, his fist just bounces off the boy's face? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. You and he's like, he like, his fist curls up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he just hit a brick wall. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> how does it end? Did they, they trying to remember? How did they vanquish him? One of the ladies doesn't one of the ladies. So one of the ladies, oh. one of the ladies really put up a good fight on him, and then Chuck comes in to save the day. Of course, I was like, WTF? Like, oh, why yeah, has Chuck got to come in? But in the end, I think the lady ends <laughs> up. I forget. The, two of them, at least two of them, make it out alive. Yeah, but it, it did remind me there was another excruciating scene when the killer's chasing that girl and she runs into the kitchen and she spends like two minutes uh looking for a knife which yeah, yeah, keeps yeah. looking uh, like in the cabinets up above and not in drawers like i was yeah. just like yeah right no stop She's, it yeah like everyone my... knows <laughs> right what are you looking just, for up there yeah, your cereal <laughs> yeah your salt off do you keep your salt off up there stupid Ugh. god all right dale let's end it let's we've had enough let's end it so we that was a, a great the, movie uh, everyone should watch it it's fun yeah sledgehammer um apparently yeah. I, I i didn't i didn't even think but i think joe bob did a just uh a couple weeks ago he did an episode on it so oh. that i think the joe bob version is up on shutter as well as just the regular and it's on tubi as well it's tubi army rise up <laughs> bat and spider pod at gmail.com call the official bat and spider outline and talk about hot ape summer with us 315-544-0966 first up is tim hamilton wow this and that and things i did not like things i'm in the <sighs> same boat as jim but mostly just writing in because i know that for every tj hamilton email you get you can delete two Cablasto emails. Win win. <laughs> Love Tim. Tim, co-host of the SETI Bimco podcast, who uh, apparently drawing the ire of one Kevin Cablasto because I, uh, I think all of his energy is focused on that podcast now. So you can keep him, Tim. Yeah, it's it's been very peaceful over here ever since. Uh, yeah. So that's the thing they they crossed the the Rubicon as they say and invited him onto the onto the show, which yeah. yeah. That's um, rule number one when doing a podcast. You right. do not invite Bugs Bunny onto the air. Mel Blank and the whole the whole crew would have told you that. That's like you know that's what. <laughs> um, but Kevin Cablasso is a co-host of the uh, Spaghetti and Freddy podcast yeah. with our friend Yoli. So you should check that out as well. They do uh, spaghetti westerns and uh, Freddy, Freddy movies. movies, right? Next up, friend Patty. Patty from the Discord. Join our Discord like like Patty has been a, a, a yeah. loyal member. Yeah, going way back. Uh, Hi Lads, 1983. Mario Brothers debuts. Maggie Thatcher comes to power. Seatbelts oh. become mandatory and Sledgehammer is released with a hammer to my heart. What this movie lacks in acting chops and more than makes up for with slow motion... <laughs> 
The longest slow motion walk scene committed to film, soundtracked with a unique flute score. My favorite scene yeah. is when John cleans up the table after the food fight using a <laughs> loaf of bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that kitchen was disgustingly disgusting. And the, uh, was there a, like a paper towel roll too that was like green? Com- completely trash. Yeah. The paper <laughs> yeah. towels were like. That was driving me nuts. Yeah. Was it like was brown paper towel rolls you yeah. get when you like eat crabs at a restaurant? <laughs> but it was like soaked in like Slimer Kool Aid <laughs> from the food fight. Ah. Uh. Uh, love the podcast, boys, but if we could lighten the mood on the next choice, my marriage would be really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, no. Patty. Uh, our last two movies have been Sledgehammer and Dead Ringers. <laughs> oh, my God. Dead Ringers. Bo- boys, oh. you are shining light in a dodgy world, Patty. P.S. We've watched every episode of Below Deck, all versions, yes. and I still can't understand how Stella and Corona is served on a super yacht. <laughs> Stella and Corona. Yeah. A lot of Coronas on there. Uh, yeah. We, we got to the end of the main below deck. We watched all eight, nine seasons of that. Congrats. Um, so Mediterranean is, is Mediterranean is up next. So congrats, Chuck. And thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Patty. Great email. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Patty. Uh, stay cool over there this week, huh? Yeah. Here it's, it's hot over there, huh? Uh, next up, and another one suffering the uh, heat wave, Dark Feel Good. Oh, my God. Co-host of the movie mixtape. What are we, are we plugging every show this week? Is this what happens? People just pl- are, are, are writing in for plugs? Guys, you don't have to have a podcast to listen to the show. You can we listen without it. having a podcast. <laughs> uh, Dirk warns us uh, this voicemail is a long one. Oh. Good. Sorry I'll about that, in. but at least it's some content. You know how I feel about you guys. Don't make me say it in front of my work colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> this means he's like in did some hallway of his office building. Yeah, did he record this in like the, the restroom stall? <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> Spider! Hi, it's Dirk. How are you doing? Um, Chuck, listening with fascination about all these bear stories recently. You know what? I've got a bear story. When we were in Canada, me and my wife Katie, we were out going out for a little walk and we were about to go on this walk and we saw all these signs. Beware of these bears. Better get some... Better get some bear weapons of some description. (laughs) And I didn't have any bear weapons. So we went into a shop and I'm like, do you want some pepper spray? It's like, "Mm, I don't really want to get close enough to a bear to spray it in the eyes with pepper spray. What else have you got? I said, well, bears don't like noise. So um, why don't you um, buy this bell? This bear bell was fantastic. Let's put this bear bell on our rucksack. Put this bear bell on our rucksack. And I, uh, we were walking around. We're doing this massive walk, like four hours. And I just kept bouncing up and down so this bell would make a noise the entire time. And I'm the type of guy who, when he comes home from work and someone says, how was your day? I do a great big sigh like this. Because <sighs> I don't really want to talk about my day. Because no. also I know if I talk about my day, I have to ask the other person how their day was. And I'm not really interested, if I'm honest. I just want to sit down and not think about what's happened in the preceding 10 hours and just... Put Spider-Man on or something. Yeah. But anyway, in this four-hour walk, I've never been as chatty in my whole life. Talking to Katie about things like Pete Sampras, where you buy your socks from, what's your favourite flavour of uh, crisps? I don't know anything that came into my mind. Just talking, talking, talking. But we didn't see a bear, did we? No, we didn't see a bear then, Chuck. But what we did do is we went on this horse ride another day. And I don't mind horses. I've not got a phobia of horses or nothing. They're all right, aren't they? They're all right. I don't want to be on one. I don't want to ride one. Because what happens if that horse has other ideas and wants to take me on a gallop and jump over some stuff? Well, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that experience. But Kate wanted to go on this horse ride, so I agreed to go on it. And we're off here, chomping, chomping, up, clomping, clomping up, up these hills on these horses. I mean, it's guided. It's not just the two of us. I mean, I can't ride an horse. It's not like I'm Sean 
Luke Picard or anything like that. <laughs> but then the horses suddenly stop. Nobody moves. Oh, and the boy. guide goes, there must be a bear. <laughs> and sure enough, in the bloody tree, there's a bear just sat there. Whoa. And we all look up. And it's a tiny wee little bear. Aww. And the guy turns around and goes, it's only a baby. And then pauses and goes, wonder where the mother is. Wonder where the mother is? Bloody hell, let's get going. <laughs> Flipping egg scared me half to death, that did. But anyway, bears are great, aren't they? I love bears. And Dale, I love your story about um, pooping your pants. I remember the last time I pooped my pants. Uh, I was 32 years old yeah. and then I was going in. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. God. Take note, listeners. Take me. note. Masterclass. You just got a masterclass for free. I know. Putting on a clinic. God. Jeez. I could have stopped my story at the same point. Like, I just, just cut Amazing. it off the podcast. Amazing. Wow. Um, should have brought that bell on the uh the horse walk i know right tie tie bell to that horse's tail does that bell work dale or is that like a thing that's just like oh man we can make so much money off these tourists um that's a good question i bet bells i bet you know 90 percent of the time it works yeah i would gather um yeah i mean yeah you just gotta like scream and yell if if you see a bear and you don't want it around right Get out of here! That's all you gotta do. Get out! Get lost! Get out of here! Of course, I can't do that because then I feel like I'm I'm hurting its feelings and I feel bad inside. Yeah, so I really like. I oh. don't actually want it to leave. I love it. I want I want to love it and hug it. Right. And Hurry I want to get me. I want to get close and smell it. Right. Pet yeah. it behind its ears. Yeah. <sighs> Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. Pick ticks off of its back for it. Mm. Oh, you got some ticks? Oh, let me get that for you. Let me get those out of there. Oof. Oh. <laughs> all right, is, that, is that it? Is that uh, all, all the talk? Uh, no, we got one more from oh, Fox Shop Bebop. Embarrassment of riches. I know. We're rolling in it. This podcast episode is going to be so long about the, uh, the, the least reasonable, the least reason movie we should have a long podcast. <laughs> Uh, subject evil malevolent forces in email form leaves a voicemail Whoa. you guys probably have some dope party stories too so here we go seance to- seance story time okay. hey b- b- bat and spider chuck and dale um you know this week's film had a uh, seance in it, and it really reminded me of the only attempted seance I've somewhat participated in, um, where I was at a party with uh, like some edgy girl that I knew from high school who once laughed about putting a, a pet in the microwave in a sex ed <laughs> oh. classroom. You know, like just one of those super God. specific things you remember at, uh, from from your childhood. Um, I have a story and she you. pulled out so many um, effing candles and lit a room full of them during the middle of a, a watch along. A party watch along of uh, Megamind and while we were, you know, passing around a bong. Uh, the situation um, made zero, like uh, zero, zero sense, exacerbated by it being maybe the the second or third time I ever smoked. And the, the, the kids in the room were people I hardly ever knew from a summer job working at a oh. Pizza Hut in the evenings. Oh, boy. Uh, the seance itself never really settled into anything sinister, but just... Uh, there was just a lot of laughter at what this girl was saying and reading from a, from a, from this book. I have, I have no idea what it was. But at some point, a kid I had never seen before in my life suddenly stood straight up and um, fell at like a 90-degree angle onto a glass coffee table, but uh, <laughs> bounced right off of it. Just like, oh, it was like an insane thud. Oh. Um, but his girlfriend just jumped up and started screaming, he's dying. And, oh my and everything was just really like effed up for a bit, you know, trying to see if this kid was responsive. But you know, thankfully he was. But his body was still shaking. Oh uh, God, God, I got I got him and his friends, his little friend group. You know, I got them into my car and we 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 drove. I drove them all to the hospital. <laughs> but uh, you know, like I dropped them off without going in, <laughs> like some anonymous dirt bag. And yeah. it, it just felt incredibly wrong. <laughs> the whole situation just felt really push him out awful. the door. Yeah, and um. <laughs> 
And then later on, they, I think they told me that the kid had had some sort of reaction to smoking too much salvia. Um, <laughs> I really don't know. Um, right. I guess, you know, don't mess with dark forces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could anyway, uh, thanks again. Um, I had a great time watching this film. Uh, I, I think this is maybe my third time catching it. I'll probably watch it more in my lifetime. It's so cool. Yes. Sledgehammer is such, such a great time. Uh, and it's, it's really cool to watch it with you guys. Um, you know, so thanks. Amazing. Oh, so sweet. That was the greatest scene story I've ever heard, Dale. That was, yeah. <laughs> scene story. Oh, boy. I mean, I bet you the people that went to the hospital, they left out the seance part. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. Would you? I don't know. Stupid kids. They might say it. They might be like, pull the doctor aside or the nurse. Like, maybe we're doing. We were. <laughs> We were trying to conjure dark, dark things. Yeah. Um, that might have something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it, if it's real or not, but maybe you need to know this. Man. That's the worst though. When you're like young or like a teenager and like real life stuff happens, like someone passes out and you're just like, uh, I don't have enough life experience to know how to rationally handle this. <laughs> Right. Oh God. Oh, uh, <clears throat> Foxtrot. Thank you so much, uh, your sweetheart, for your continual support. I love how close he gets to the phone to record these because he doesn't want his roommates to hear. It's amazing. I know he's probably just like uh, he builds himself like a pillow fort around his <laughs> voicemail area, so none of the sound is cone of silence. <laughs> Multiple times. A multiple times sledgehammer watcher. Wow, he loves this movie. Give it up. Man, I feel bad. Well, Foxtrot, I'm sorry. I maybe we just uh I don't know. Maybe we weren't in the mood. I hope we I I hope we came around by the end. You know, I think uh I don't know. You know, I hope I hope he knows there's, there's no illness. You know, I could see this being this is like this is speaking of all the endless parties in this. This would be a good party movie. Like if I had if I had friends in real life, I would invite yeah. this, them over to like get drunk and watch this. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, God, entertaining more than one person at a time, though. No thanks, not me, it. man. Nope. Chuck, we have one more week of hot ape summer. Yeah, laying before us. Yeah, and we previously picked a movie. Uh, uh, was it Dark Mask, Black Mask? Is that what it's called? Death Mask, mask? Death Sex Mask, mask? <laughs> Sex Mask, Sex Mask. Uh, but we're calling an audible, um, just because we wanted to mix it up. Um, so we're switching to a movie called The McPherson Tape from 1989, shot in video, and this is purports to be an early example of found footage, uh, and it's uh has to do with a UFO slash alien type thing. So it's a nice little change up uh, of pace. We don't, we haven't done a lot of alien movies. Well, I guess we just did one last week, but. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, <laughs> two shadow video alien movies in, uh, in I'm an idiot. three weeks. My whole story of why we switched doesn't make any sense, but whatever. We're switching. We, we're, we're changing the movie we're going to watch. Right, and and the, the original movie was by the same director as your Dark Universe, so that was more of a reason why yeah. we wanted to kind of uh, yeah. let loose our hair. Yeah, we want to uh, spread it around, get some different voices in here. So, uh, if you watched Death Mask already, tell us how it was. Yeah, how was Death Mask? It's a, yeah. How was Roscoe P. Coltrane and Linnea Quigley? Yeah. Um, but you can watch along. McPherson tape is on Pluto. And Shutter in the U.S. Yes. Show, and I, I, I think I have a Blu-ray of this, which I need to find and dig out. So and that's going to be uh, rounding out Hot Ape Summer. Yeah. Uh, the McPherson tape. So thank you for your patience and uh, you know uh, understanding, as we call this audible, for the good of the show. For anything else, Bat and Spider related, go to batandspider.com. You can find a link to join our Discord. Uh, and you get all the news before anybody else there. Um, and it's just a blast to hang out with 
folks. Check out our Kofi page, ko-fi.com slash bat and spider and join the black dungeon and oh, you get yeah. yourself exclusive episodes uh, where we talk about stuff uh, that we haven't talked about on the main show. We just put out an episode last week and uh, that movie was video violence too. Oh yeah. Gosh. One of the Kings. Yeah. In the genre. <laughs> Uh, and now we got to go. It's an hour and 24 minutes. We got to oh go. Oh my God. How I mean, did we is, do that? No, this is, I, I got to cut 24 minutes somewhere, Chuck. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving, uh, said no lot. one who edited, uh, Sledgehammer. Yeah. IP freely or. <laughs> IP freely. Yeah. How, uh, the more goof names that started to show up, the angrier it got, Dale. I know. Especially when I was like, you, I'm watching this thing to the end. I know. I'm looking at five all these hard names. minutes, five yeah. long and hard minutes. It's so mad. I'm so mad. <sighs> you know, I just like an idiot, like a dumb ass idiot. I uh, tried to uh, screenshot the name so I could remember them, but all the pictures are all the screenshots are black because you know I'm not trying to pirate your fucking stupid movie shutter. I just tried to take some screenshots so I could remember. Oh yeah, is that an Apple thing? I feel like. Uh, yeah, it might be an Apple thing. I think that's a, was a, an iPad thing. I feel like I only encounter that on the iPad. But I don't yeah, know. I don't yeah. Know. So so they're so good over there at Apple Corp. Um. Anyway, we're out of here. Love you. Until next week, <sighs> Chuck. I love you. Um. Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe. Mother, should I run for president? <laughs> Mother, will they put me in the fire line? Our theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com. This, this, this is a tape deck podcast.